everybody. It's your good pal, uh, Chris Harrison, DM for uh, Bachelor Nation. And <laughs> here I am with the final contestants. Uh, I'm actually giving out the roses. I'm going to choose who I want to be the players for my campaign. Uh, let's see. Uh, Adam, um, if, if you don't mind stepping forward. Okay. We've had so many adventures and laughs so far. And I just want to know if you'll accept this rose. As always. Thank you. You may step back into formation with the other... There's about 30 other men in the room. I step back. Okay. Oh, I only have two other roses to give out. Oh. Okay. I'm going to choose... Um, Connor? Oh, <laughs> second guess. No, I'll go Jacob. I'll go Jacob. <laughs> Jacob, would you step forward? Wait, so... There's like 30 of us, and you're only giving out three roses? How are you blind? They're all around you. <laughs> but I, that's what I like about you as a player. We're, we're, what, they don't even get a chance? We're jumping right into the finale. Basically, they weeks date. And weeks with all of you. They go on like a giant group date, and then whoever she likes the most, she gives a rose to, but there's never enough roses to give to everybody. And then she says, So we're home. getting rid of 27 people? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's exactly what happens every episode. Twenty-seven people get sent home. Every episode. It's a very this small series, like but there's day. a lot of them. That sounds like being a, like a rough time for being one of the thirty. Connor, you're not allowed to talk. I didn't say your name. I can't. Yet. <laughs> I, I oh, sorry. I can't. I can't not accept this rose. Then I feel like it'll only give me good fortune. Thank you, my lady. Well, I wasn't going to give you a rose. I was going to give you this dice box because we're out of roses now. <laughs> uh, thank you. Okay, get back in line. Okay, last one. I know. I oh, second guess Connor. And there's James over there. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's tough. Connor, I'll choose you. You're my last player. Uh, okay, I, uh, I stepped forward. Will you accept this little miniature of an Elodrin boy with a sword? Oh, that's <laughs> a seven. Gonna have to say no. Oh, uh, what? You can't do that. It's my show. <laughs> it's me. Unless you're Jay. I'm, uh, and you ruin I'm sorry. It's, oh, it's the way the dice, dead. it's the way they roll, you know? Well, okay. Well, welcome to Cheaper by the Dungeon. I'm the DM Seth, not Chris Harrison. And we have our players, Adam and Jacob. Connor just quit. Oh, and uh, <laughs> we're, we're a D&D 5e campaign. And we did a Bachelorette intro because me and Adam are... We're obsessed. But wait, but wait. I didn't wild think I would, card. but my girlfriend got me into it, and now I'm obsessed. Wait for the wild card, though. Connor's back. What? What? Oh, what? he brought the after the final ring. rose. Connor comes back onto the couch. What? What? And he has an engagement ring. Okay, you're back in. You're back. I in. just don't. What were you saying, Adam? Though, How... what was your opinion on Hannah? Oh, Hannah is basically the worst decision maker of all time. Basically, <laughs> so I don't understand how. But like, why do people like this show? Like, do, don't most of the couples just like pretend to like each other for like three months and they just break up with each other? Don't you Honestly, dare maybe? desecrate the name maybe? of the Bachelorette. Like, none of them end up together. I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't. I can't think of a single. Are you kidding me? Ari just had a baby. Out of wedlock because they got divorced. With, no, just kidding. <laughs> I forget what her name was. Is either no, way, statistically, them, statistically, most of the bachelorette couples stay together, and then the bachelor couples do not last. Right. So yeah. it tells you a little bit about men, I guess. 
Yeah. Or women. Maybe they're deceitful. I don't This probably should make it out to the episode. <laughs> Anyways, tune in uh, next week for our Bachelorette uh, podcast. We're going to call it Cheaper by the Bachelor. Rose, I guess. Cheaper by the Roses, <laughs> I guess. I'm reading some media mm-hmm. thing right now that says that they had to take two weeks to shoot the finale here and that there's days off in between here and there and there's some dark days as well. What's that? Why is Chris Harrison saying these things? Dark days? It's about two people falling in love. Yeah, but there's a lot of heartbreak in that love. Anyways, hashtag Normandy for next Bachelor. Get it going, guys. Yeah. Screw Mike. Screw Pilot Pete. We're going Normandy. (laughs) I miss Peter. He was great. Four times, though, the windmill. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, man. Speaking of windmills, we're on an airship. Hey, um, segue. And here's your, here's your recap of last week's episode. Uh, not of The Bachelor, but of our show. Two weeks ago, I guess. Uh, so if you didn't listen, what happened was the guys went into this dungeon in this, what they now know as basically destroyed Wesnia. Uh, it can't even be really called a country anymore, but it used to be that. Um, they went in this uh, dungeon, and it was all wild magic. Whenever they cast a spell, a wild magic effect would go off, and it led to some pretty crazy stuff like a clone Darien and a feather beard for Normandy. And, uh, of course, Darien going and now staying bald. <sighs> um, that's the biggest one. Anyways, they went in there to get an air elemental that escaped from their airship that was used to like power it. So they went in to go get it, um, and they did. But along the way, uh, they found out some cool stuff that maybe the kingdom of wesnia was connected to the calm cloud monks uh from norman's backstory along the way but they made it through they met some flumps that were ridiculously stupid for some reason probably because they lived underground and uh they got the air elemental back and now they're in the middle of the air flying back with the airship to poker rock would you guys like to have a conversation you're just flying right now I can't have a conversation unless everyone's in the captain's deck because I'm flying this thing. That's true. Zippy's at the helm. Uh, where's uh, Aesop right now? He's in the helm uh, with with Zippy, um, just still teaching him how to fly and stuff. Okay, I uh, I join I join them. I'll I'll be there too. Why not? And uh, unless oh, yeah, cool. I was gonna say I turn to Aesop, and I go, "All right, Aesop, as we're uh, heading back here." The ship seems to be in working order now. Uh, what do you say we talk about price a little bit? Mm, yes. Well, I think it's only fair if I keep the price of uh, around 15000 Um. Yeah, uh, that's not going to work for me. You see, I'm a pretty skilled pilot here. And if you could slap your name on this and people see see us flying around all over the place... I mean, flying ships, they're pretty... They're not very common, are they? No, people laugh at me for even trying to come up with the idea, but you can see clearly how great it is. Exactly! And for us to fly around with your name slapped on the side of this thing? I mean, that's payment enough. We're doing you a favor, Mm. it seems like. Mm. No. I'll decrease the price, but... But... That's only if you agree for my advertisements. I can't, I can't give up years of work for free just for a little poster. Well, what kind I fly of, uh, around just myself. Well, what kind of reduction are we talking about? Mm, bring it down to thirteen five. Thirteen, yeah. Uh, thirteen thousand five hundred. That would be five hundred. I kind of whisper to Darian. I say, 
Oh, yeah. I, I whisper to Darren and I say, that would give each of us 500 gold apiece, personally. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds like a pretty fair deal. Wait, 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 wait. I want to whisper in Darian's ear. Darian bends down. <laughs> yeah, whisper. <laughs> uh, he can't hear me, right, Seth? The Aesop? Aesop? Uh, no. If you're pulling him aside to whisper, he can't hear. What if we kill him? We don't have to pay <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one will know if he's dead or not. We already had all those those beasts on the ship we could just we could just say we could just say he died in the accident and that means Hmm. we're the only ones with the ships anymore that gives us one one more notoriety and we don't have to deal with his bullshit i don't hear this right i'm not there like i'm still whispering it only to darian yeah so yeah that's um we're we're still in the cabin though right yeah, just like off to the side. I'm, okay, I'm um, distracting Aesop. I'm we're, like, we're just talking on. business over here. I I want to like fully step outside the cabin. I want there to be no chance. So, um, so Aesop, show me about why did you use an oak wood instead of uh, elm? You know, uh, just show me a little bit more about the design. And I look at Darian oh, and, and Zippy. Very simple. I look at Darian and Zippy, and I give him a wink and a thumbs up. I got him, guys. Oh yeah, keep going, Aesop. Please, we step outside the cabin. Um, so we can talk a little, a little more freely, still in hushed tones. Um, but Zip, that's, that's so dangerous. And that's, as far as I'm aware in this world, quite illegal. And if we get caught on that, we could, we could never come back to the city. There's a lot of benefit to be able to move here freely. This is, I don't know if it's a gamble worth taking. As well, we might be squandering an opportunity he seems like a smart man we might be able to get more from him long term by keeping him around killing him seems like a little bit of a short-term gain but if we're going to be the real adventurers here we got to think about the long game he seems like he's just in it for himself though how reliable can someone be when all he cares about is what people think about him that's the most reliable person you can Hmm. think of you can predict how they're going to act no, you can't, because you would think he'd not care what other people think about his ship and everything, and he'd get this done sooner. But it seems like he's been working on this for years because he keeps doubting himself. I say, we off him off, end his suffering. <laughs> Zip, no, if we can predict that he's always going to act in self-interest, we can leverage that. And as but well, what other things does, can no, we assume doesn't. that... <laughs> what other things can we assume that he'll make? He's built this airship. What else do you think he can And produce? it's taken him years. I'm not doing this silly podcast for years. <laughs> <laughs> Normandy begins not, to disappear. I'm not doing any time skips either. <laughs> I don't think it's the right call to kill him. He's not a threat. We can yes, always get is. more he's money. A th- he's a threat to our bank accounts. We can always get more money. You say that, but who knows if he's going to ask us to change his mind. Now he's going to start renting. He could use use this. He could be like, oh, I'm going to use this ship as an Airbnb because he only made one after all these years. And now we're going to have to host Airbnbs here while we're doing our adventure. <laughs> I'm don't. That's a good think idea. <laughs> it's a right call, Zip, as well. I don't. Th- <laughs> 
<laughs> Good little side hustle. Um, even if I thought we could fully get away with it without suspicion, Norman would never go. We totally for it. could. He's above that. You don't Aww, think? That's you don't... so sweet. But I thought he killed that guy in the basement without any, without, without like there was no issue with that. What's the difference? Uh, he was a criminal who was out to get us. And he already knew who we were, where we were staying. He was a liability, keeping him around. I'm sure he didn't think of himself as a criminal, and neither does Aesop. But we don't know what Aesop's done in his they, time. They were literally a criminal organization. I can guarantee you he thought of himself as a criminal. Yeah, and maybe Aesop's hurt some children <laughs> in the... <laughs> I don't know what he's done. You're making a lot of assumptions people, here, Zip. People I... are people. You know, we killed those monkeys in the cave, and I treat all life the same. They're monkeys, and I'm a rabbit. They're they're just people, and we killed them no problem. What's the difference with this guy? The monkeys attacked us. Aesop is doing business. He's attacking with us. our wallets. That's not the same thing. Why not? What makes it different? Because one is he's attacking me physically, trying to harm me to end my life. The other. Is it's business. You're a businessman. You should yeah, know that. Yeah, and this is bad business. To, I don't know what business school you went to, but just killing anyone with potential business opportunities because they have an expensive product is not good long-term It's always business. trying to get the most gains for the least amount of money, mm. and you're getting all our money taken away for what? You're, Nothing. Again, you're thinking short-term. I'm thinking long-term business deals here, Zip. Hey, so, sorry to interrupt. While they're talking, can I talk to Aesop and try to convince him to bring the price down another thousand? I'd like to try to convince him. Sure, try it. Okay. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to take too long. I'll say um, I'm kind of like holding the helm, and he's kind of – I guess he's just kind of giving me a bit of a crash course. He's kind of behind you, golf golf style like teaching you how to, <laughs> to steer <laughs> oh. the classic move we'll never let it die he's off um you're such a good teacher um oh sorry 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 <laughs> i that, get carried away sometimes i forget there's anybody between me and the wheel um listen Aesop, this ship is obviously great you obviously put your heart and soul into it and i can appreciate that but you know unfortunately it's already taken a little bit of damage and, and i kind of gesture out to um, the big air balloon on the right. <laughs> We're the ones who did the damage. <laughs> You're not there, Zippy, Zippy, X-Day. And I say, a little bit of damage, and um, who knows what the brood oils did down there. You know, we're going to need to reserve some of that money for repairs ourselves, and of course, we're not buying a brand new uh, product any longer. It's It's been used and damaged, I'm afraid, and, you know, a lot of that was outside of our control. We actually saved the ship from the brood oils, so I think that taking off another thousand is fair on several fronts. Uh, what do you think? Actually, now that you're mentioning repairs, I I believe I'm the only one that would be capable of doing that. If anything, I should jack the price up for repairs. But you have been kind, and you have been good test pilots for this. I'll keep it at the 13500 and that includes the repairs I'll have to do. Sounds like a paywall to me. All right, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I tried my best. <laughs> okay. Hmm, money balancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, the economy of these these days. Yeah, you know. damn you. <laughs> Anyways, show me what this lever does. Interesting. Cool design. Well, actually, don't pull that one. It, and then we cut back um, to you guys. 
Uh, Wait, what did that lever do? Now we'll never know. <laughs> you just know not to pull it, okay? Uh, You're just a shithead, Norman uh, Darian. I hate you so much. That's where it cut back into, right? Holy smokes, it really <laughs> escalated. <laughs> that escalated a lot. I'm this gonna be, kill I'm, you. Is what I'm I would not, say if I was actually mad at you. Um, even, but, <laughs> even look. This is where this is where I'm. Look, even if we thought it was the right decision financially to do this, this would create a divide between the three of us that I don't think will make it through or make it over, whatever you want to say to it. This would potentially be the end of the three of us if we made this decision. Okay. Then we (laughs) won't do it. This was just a little conversation. Jeez Louise, Darian, you make it seem like the end of the world over here. No, I, no, don't get me wrong. I'm saying I don't think that's something Norman will ever overlook. But then he told me that you tried to kill this one girl who he was talking to before, and you made a, t- a tough call like that? I did, and it almost ended very poorly. <laughs> so who are you to tell me this? I'm trying to say it to, in the effort of keeping us together to be a team. We have to meet each other where we're at. <laughs> I love how Darian sounds like he's explaining a brand new concept to someone like a team, a teamwork. <laughs> well, I think it's a brand. I think it's a brand new concept to him. He just learned it last season. <laughs> oh, yeah, t- team. <laughs> he understood. He understood team. He just didn't fully understand that his actions had consequences. <laughs> um, I, so I will not be drawing my blade on Aesop. Okay, as, as I said, this was just an idea. Um, you don't have to get so serious, Darian. <laughs> you called. You called me a shithead. <laughs> I said is what I would say if I was actually mad at you. Oh, sorry, I missed that part. Okay. Are, are you so okay, Darian? You seem like you got I'm, a little upset I'm there. fine. Look, I'm just still feeling a little down after the cave, okay? I just... Oh. It's oh. very breezy on top of my head. Oh, uh-huh. I'm sorry, Darian. <laughs> I'm sorry you're feeling down. You probably haven't worked this hard a day in your life. Oh. <laughs> well... We'll try and get you, maybe there's some, uh, a nice pillow we could roll you into downstairs once we get through all this, this business stuff, you know, I know it's, you're not used to this, just, you know, people throw out a bunch of ideas when you're in the business kind of world, and that was just one of them I had, but, uh, if that kind of thing tires you out, I think can you, you just, just, you should just stay behind while I handle this one, well, can you I just think want... I can get him down to 10,000, no problem. Can you just promise me you won't kill him? Uh, we've been through, done that, Darian. I just want you to say um, it. Oh, um, oh, on my Bramble Patch life, I won't harm a fly on this person. All right. Draken, who is on the side of uh, your waist there, Darian, in the bottle, uh, he just is looking at Zippy and he's like, psst, psst. My eyes dart down. <laughs> 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 He he glares back uh, with his fish eyes. He well, since they're on the sides of his head, he kind of like turns on way to give you just one real good eye. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh. "What does that mean?" Okay, 
I turn I, and then he winks. I I notice that and then I spin on my heel and open the door to go back to Aesop. Seven thousand sounds like we got ourselves a deal. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gesture. To, are you hey Zippy? Kill him! Kill Aesop! Dragon! Oh damn it! He left Darian. What did you? Oh, damn it! Stop it! I what? don't want Aesop overhearing any of that. Now shut your fishy lips. You can't. You couldn't hear. He was talking in fish. He's <laughs> talking in fish. <laughs> it's true. Uh, well, well, what if? What did you really think it through, though, Darian? You seemed like you were you were on the fence. Maybe it seemed like you were pretty uncertain about your own position. I won't deny that having fifteen thousand gold in our pockets and an airship for free is then not it's beneficial. settled. Let's kill you. No. <laughs> Let, open the jar a little. Open the lid. There's too many risks. We're done. And I uh, put Draken back in the bag of holding because I don't want him saying anything stupid in the room. Are you kidding me? No! And I go Man, that was such a good deed. That sounds inspiring to me. If you ask me, Seth. Wait, what was a good deed? He resisted temptation. Never mind. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Are you fishing for a point of inspiration? <laughs> Not for myself. <laughs> Anyways, cut back to the cabin room. Yeah, so anyways, yeah, don't pull that lever. That is a long list of complicated reasons and a very bad effect. Who's touching my levers over there? Oh, heavens no. <laughs> don't touch that one. I learned, Zippy, this one is a big no-no. I, we don't know what it does. Uh, I kind of blanked out. I kind of feel like I just kind of missed the whole explanation in a cutaway scene. But I don't know what it does. But I know it's bad news. You know what else is bad news? This whole pricey dicey thing. It's a bit too much for my little ears to handle. I heard I heard you guys talking a bit back here. Uh I and Normandy Normandy you're right. Uh, there was some damage done to the ship by these all these crude oils. But I I I wonder I wonder what health and safety would have to say about all these brood oils doing in your garage. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. They probably wouldn't like it. I didn't put them there. They invaded. But they were on your ship, huh? Who's to say you're not holding them on this ship? Who's to really say, you know? There goes your entire credibility. I am. They're not on my ship. They're not anywhere on my they ship. They were. They were. And we, we fought them and got rid of them. All, How did you uh, get on my uh, ship? The same way they did. They just climbed off. No, but they were. But the three of us saw that they were... A lot came from your garage and your ship. Who's to say you haven't been transporting them in to the actual city via your ship here? Oh, my. Oh, my God. Are you really trying this right now? I'm just saying that, you know, dots... Roll a, dots, cr- roll a, roll a persuasion check. Dots can be connected. You know? Would that be an optional intimidation, maybe? Because he's trying to... Yep, you can intimidate him. if you'd like. It's up to you. My claws get bigger. <laughs> His teeth grow No, I want to do persu- Can I do persuasion? Can I do persuasion instead? Yep. Yep, you can do persuasion. I'm not necessarily threatening. I'm just saying dots can be connected. Sounds like a threat to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say in a very threatening way. <clears throat> I'm not going to kill him. We already made that decision. Um... Okay, with my persuasion is plus four, so I got a eighteen. Oh my 
my god, if you told Reef about this, ugh. Then they'd have to come into my workshop and- Oh, that's gonna be a nightmare. They could see all your tax evasions, too. They'll start going in my workshop and... Examining everything, moving all my hoosboogles and wrenches and... Checking in my... Special spots and... Oh, no, I don't want that. Okay, fine, you're twisting my arm. 1200, we keep it a secret about the brood oils in my workshop. And, um... And also... You slap my name on the side, and also I'll throw in the repairs, and and we'll be square. Just to confirm, you said twelve hundred thousand. Okay. Whoops. <laughs> I keep I keep thinking in different terms. I think we can dollars go, or I, gold. I, think, well, I don't know the difference. I think we can go a bit lower. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. This is a game, and, and it needs to be balanced. All right. All right. Well, we'll find a way to pay you eventually. Uh, what? <laughs> we do what, what, have the funds from Gilbert to purchase the ship. Oh, we do? Oh, we I do. didn't even know that. Can yeah, I 12, 12,000 sounds perfect, Aesop. I, I, you know, let's done deal. I put my hand out to shake his hand. I shake Dar- I shake Norman's hand. I'm shaking Darian's, maybe. Yep. And Zippy's. You have three hands. <laughs> yes. Zippy, that's not his hand. <laughs> Zippy, no. Yeah, I'm pretty low. That's my ankle. Oh, hello. No. <laughs> <laughs> As you shake hands magically, you feel your your uh, RBC account because that's canon in the it's Royal Bank Canada. Um, <laughs> account just <laughs> decreased. The e transfer has gone through. The e-transfers through, the 12000 has been paid. And so does that mean so you the, guys, the remaining 3000 split between the three of us then? Yeah, so you each get 1000 I get a notification on my parchment. Ooh, 1000 gold. Nice. <laughs> on your pocket parchment. There you go. Everybody yeah. has one these days. You play Angry Birds on it and stuff. Or Angry Aracakras, I should say. Um, okay, so you guys are flying through the air, and you come back to the mountain regions of Pokorok, and you fly through the hole in the side of the mountain that leads to Aesop's workshop, and you land, and you're on solid ground. Aesop turns to all of you and says, All right, well, before you guys take off, I'll slap my ad on there, do the repairs real quick, and, uh, oh yeah, one last thing. I'll put a nameplate on it. What what do you guys want to call this ship? Since it's yours now. You could call it Team Eight. Uh You'd think it, the DM would have let us know this was happening before. <laughs> <laughs> Is Team Eight too much of a throwback to it's season better one? Better when it's on the spot. Is that too much of a throwback to season one? I think hmm. that we can't just label everything as teammate. That's a little old. <laughs> I agree. And they're like, We're the first other seven teams. Um Get a whole fleet of airships. Don't give me that idea, DM. Do you know what? <laughs> we were... We were, we did see Mir, the, the god of the storm. Um, Maybe we should call it Mir's fleet, or... <laughs> so we're on his team? That guy tried to kill us! Yeah, <laughs> I'm... He, he speaking us. from Darien here, I'm not a fan of the gods. Okay, well then, hmm... We could call it Norman's D, which is kind of funny because it sounds like my name. Uh, I think we should call it Storm Dancer. 
Why? It's, uh... Because. <laughs> Be- because I like it. we well, I guess we never really been through a storm, but we did survive a free fall. We could call it. Are you, you? Do you guys remember that moment when we first took it out for a spin and we crested those clouds and we mm. saw the world before us like a scroll rolling out? And then we immediately crashed into the geysers after. Well, it was because of the brood oils. That wasn't on us. We were doing fine before that. I think I we... say we, after our brood oil friends who who just wanted to be friends with us, we call it something about them. The brood oil, the the big the big mama. <laughs> I kind of I kind of like something to do with the sky, though. I think Norman was onto something there. What if it was the ship has like... birthed us as new heroes? It is our mother. What if we called it Sky Mama? What if we called it the Brooding Horizon? Something to do with brood oils, the horizon. We don't know what's in store. It's a, a brooding horizon. Since what is? You mean you can't see over the horizon? We always know the horizon's coming every day. Well, yes, but what we do don't mean? know what is in store right beyond it. What if you're familiar with the area? <laughs> well, it's it's a little bit of a poetic license. There are the maps. <laughs> um, I want hey to call. It, I want to call um, it an animal. The- hey, listeners, if you think this was tough to name a ship, think how tough it was to name the whole freaking podcast. <laughs> Years. Um, I kind of like doing yeah. something in the sky, though. Like, let's call it a sky animal, like a bird or something. Um, yes, I can confirm those are in the sky. Horizon Walkers? Um, I I kind of like the idea of doing a bird. Um, bird. Know, Concord? Pelican. Albatross is a type of bird. Cardinal? Blue Jays? Ooh. What color is the ship? Uh, it's, it's like a brown. <laughs> it's made of wood. <laughs> it's made of wood and metal. So brown and steel. What if we, we just, just call it, like, the, the sparrow or something? Ooh, Let's call I like it Skittles. That. Let's call it Skittles. Sk- or Sunny. Or Coco. I really like Sparrow. Fine, let's call it Sparrow. Hori- <laughs> sparrow Horizon Brood Oil. <laughs> Mama. Let's just go. The Sparrow? The Sparrow. Oh. All right. Very destiny if you if you're into that game, shit. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! We can't do this royalty fees. Bungie's gonna. All right, <laughs> it's Sparrow. Fun. It is. Well, I'll put that nameplate in, and um, you guys just chill for a few hours and poke rocket. I guess do whatever errands you have, and then I'll be be good to go. Is there some seminar I can take while while we're just chilling? Well, I can give you more insight into how I repair the ship, so you could do it. No, I've already know how to fly this thing. Is there like I don't know some like woodworking or like? <laughs> Zippy wants to take a class. <laughs> I just want to take a quick seminar. You can never waste your time. You always have to be min maxing. <laughs> hmm. Go to the market and see if there's like some pamphlets. Usually, there's something going on at Pokeraki University. Aesop, I've got two quick errands to run, and then I'll be back actually to maybe join you for some of the repairs. I think it might be helpful. I've got a bit of tinkering knowledge here. It could be a little helpful more long term when you're not around. Wait, when right. when do you want us to pay you? Now. <laughs> we already paid. We already paid him. Yeah, you already paid. You already paid. I missed that. <laughs> when the e-transfer happened. Yeah. yeah. 
All right, I'm going to look for a quick seminar. And Zippy leaves. Darian? Um, I need to go find a very powerful spellcaster or potion maker. Okay, you go off to do that. And Norman? Um, well, this is catching me quite off guard. I'm going to go to the Tutara Forge. Oh, the Tutara Forge. Damn, okay. Um, if I can get can. there in time. Like, if, if I know it's a day's travel, I won't do it. But if I can catch a car... No, you, no, you can get there in time. Okay, yeah, I, There's kind of like an express railway system in there. Okay. But but it's right like, before... Like a subway. Okay, right before we part ways, I'm going to kind of go up to Darian and say, Hey, Darian, I, I actually want to ask you for a small favor later. What is it? Um. Well, you know, all this time I've been playing this game, I didn't even realize I was unproficient with a longbow. And apparently you can get that proficiency if you are trained by someone who has that proficiency. Um, so I haven't really talked about this with uh, the powers that be, um, but I'd kind of like you to to train me and uh, coach me to become a, a better shot. Because uh, I've seen you shoot and most of the time you're the best. I'd, uh, yeah, you know what, I think it'll be helpful having someone else who specializes in some long-range attacks as well, so... Yeah, I'd be happy to do so. Okay, I know you want to help with the ship and everything, so I was going to ask you to do that now, but since you're doing that, I'll... Some of the time. Well, we're going to have a lot of flight time, I'm sure, going to our next destination once we decide that. That of an episode of Decisions here. But once we decide that, I'm sure we'll have a lot of flight time that I can show you then. Why don't you just take a seminar like I am? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean... Hey, Sop, are there archery? You know what? No, I want to learn from the best. Uh, so I'll, I'll keep it as it is. And this one's probably free. I mean, Darian, I don't know what you charge. Um, favors. Hey, there you go. That's what I like. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, I'll see you guys later. And you all split off on your separate ways. And we'll handle this quick. We'll just go down from the top. Zippy, you're up first. <clears throat> um, Zippy, you end up finding uh, in the marketplace that there was a pamphlet... And there was lots of different seminars and guest lecturers happening today only at Pokerock University. Um, you go up and it's just like you have to go outside the main front doors out into the village below. Uh, and there's just a tiny uh, or not tiny. There's just a big schoolhouse there. Um, the, and there's a, a chalkboard or a blackboard out front with the list of schedules. There's only one seminar at a time. I'm looking more for like a bulletin board. Uh, yeah, they have one. It's it's now a bulletin board. Is that is that suit your style? <laughs> yes. No, it's chalk. Um, but it has a list of all the the stuff on it. What what seminar mm. are you specifically looking for? Well, could you name them all, Dean? <clears throat> well, yes, I can. First up, ventriloquy. Uh, second up, gargantuan monster identification. Uh, number two, a pass key for the GRE. Ching. And uh, if you want other ones, there's a there's a sticker making uh, class. There's also uh, a three hole punch. Uh, it's it's a fighting class, not actually just the three hole punch. And there's other things. Uh, there's there's a creative writing class. There's. Do you want me to keep going? Is there like a lock picking lawyer class type thing? Uh, lock, lock picking <laughs> lawyership. <laughs> Surprisingly, uh, there is three signups for a lock picking lawyership in about two hours. 
lock picking I just want to know law. how to lock yeah lock picking law and like but they show you at the same time how to lock pick and why it's illegal yeah so <laughs> you why is this the class you want to take yes okay <laughs> so you you wait and the time goes by and you uh go in with these three other people they're all dwarves and the teacher is also a dwarf um and they kind of look at everybody uh they're wearing a little suit uh and you can tell the other three people in the crowd are his family um because nobody else would show up but you're in and he's like oh oh good uh, you just came in right in time um uh, are you here uh, yes, just to make sure are you here for the lock picking law course yes i am i'm a student <laughs> from the university oh, oh my what are you majoring in um i'm majoring in, in agriculture then this is going to be extremely relevant. Lockpicking law sneaks up on everybody. Nobody nobody thinks it's useful, trust me, but every occupation. Lockpicking law can be used in every facet of every occupation, trust me. I just I just find that working in agriculture, the only thing separating me from inside and outside are doors. That's, I, that's what I'm saying. And some are locked. Some are locked. Some <laughs> gates are locked. Some bonds are locked. Heck, this door to this very room. Everybody, turn around. Do you turn around? <gasps> I turn around. Uh, perception check? <laughs> 11. That's a lock on that door. <laughs> that, that's a lock. That right there, Winchester T-800 lock. Smooth operator. But we're not here to talk just about locks. We're going to talk about the laws of locks. What you can put locks on, I'm what you can't. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me give you a lowdown. Okay, see. So something, something illegal. Is lockpicking. Everybody know that? Hey. Yes. Hey, Beth, come on. You don't get your allowance unless you pay attention. You gotta fill in the filler gaps. All right. Um, yeah, lockpicking. It's illegal. Um, and this is exactly why. See, you put the lockpick in here, and he goes on to give a full demonstration of how to lockpick almost any lock. Um, and also at the same time, at the end of every uh, demonstration, he's like, and that's why you don't do that, and you can get fined. <laughs> Man, it's good to <laughs> educate people on the that. terrors of lockpicking, and, and hopefully none of you... Well, now, of course you won't do it, because none of you know how to lockpick, obviously. You only know the laws around them. Anyways, any further questions? On? What? Did I get hands-on to this seminar? Like, yeah, yeah. I try out how to do it Yeah, you, you each had a lock, and you could fiddle with and, and lockpick alongside him. Okay. Uh, but you also have a book on, on the laws. It's a three-page book, and, it, and it's on all the laws that are currently uh, surrounding locks and, and lock picking and and what doors can and can't have locks. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, any any questions? I'll be back here next week. I do this weekly. Um, oh, oh, cool. Thank you. Can you, can you hand out a few lock picks? Oh, yeah. Do you have any of those? <laughs> well, I didn't think anybody would want souvenirs, but I mean, sure, yeah. Yeah, so this is a lockpick. Very illegal. It's kind of cool. It's like seeing a murder weapon, isn't it? All right, here you go. You have a lockpick set. Thank you very much. <laughs> Man. Can I see you after class, please? Uh, Yeah, well, it is after class right now. Family, leave. And his three family members leave. Okay, cool. Um, I have the... I, I'm wondering if there's a way for me to to lock lock this thing. And I show him the door handle I've been holding on to, the magic one. Oh, that's uh, 
door handle, but I don't see any lock attached to it. <laughs> I don't know how useful I'll be. Is this is there a way for you and I to maybe attach a lock onto this or something that I can I can either pick lock open when I need to or have a key or something? Well, I'm not I'm not a, a locksmith. I just know a lot about them. But there is a place in town called Goldilocks that you can go to. Okay, okay. I uh, I think I might do that. All right. Well, have a nice day. I, Thank you for coming. I appreciate your help. So now you're a bit proficient in uh, lockpicking doors, but you can train that up even more. And uh, uh, <laughs> so your proficiency bonus can get added to those things. And also, uh, you now have a lockpick set. Sick. Um, okay, cool. All right, so you're off to Goldilocks, uh, the locksmith, and we're going to cut to Darian. Uh, what would you like to do? Yeah, I've got I've got two stops overall, so if you want to split them up, that's fine. But the the first was finding a powerful spellcaster or potion maker, uh, maybe one who specializes in hair growth. Uh, and then no! the other one is I'm going to want to stop. No, at... Connor, you can't. The other you one, guys, fall, st- man. <laughs> no, absolutely not. This guy is so insecure about his hair. The other place Dude, that I want to stop at is that weapon stall. By the way, are okay, you still so gold? We'll do... Are you still gold color? Or did you go back to green? I'm blue right now. Oh, that's right. That's right. Dabba dee dabba die. There's a big <laughs> oh blue dome. Um, okay. So we're going to let you go to Pierre's Pointy Thing shop, um, where you dropped off the bone tooth to get done. It was 500 gold, but you didn't pay it at that time. Uh, so you walk up to the stall to grab uh, the now finished dagger, and Pierre looks at you and says, Hey, uh, I finished your dagger. I uh, actually, I put one. I think I put one hundred down on our way out. You did, yeah. Just to, to clarify that. Actually, you did. Yep. Thank you for correcting me. I don't keep good books. I just keep good knives. All right. Let me. Uh, let me see what you did. Okay. Uh, here you go. And he gives you a plus two dagger. Uh, it's a plus two Woo! bone dagger. the The bone tooth has been shaped into a curved blade. Uh, with a bone hilt, uh, it's all just pure white like the bone, and uh, it was made from a tooth, and he tells you, yeah, so the weird thing about this is a plus two dagger, uh, which everybody knows gives you a plus two on your attack and damage rolls, uh, but also, other than that, it's it was weird, the tooth was kind of like a fang, so it kind of, you know, it had uh, a canal in it for poison, but it was all dried out, but I fixed it up with a pump so that you can kind of suck things into it. Um, right now, I filled it with some poison for you. Uh, so you can get a two d four like acid damage on your next attack. That, but it's is... a one time use. So once you once you slash with it, it drains it, and then you can like put it in something else and suck it up. Oh, so a refillable, uh, kind of poisonous bone dagger. I like it. Yeah, poison, magic water. So stuff comes out of the bone, basically. Yeah, there's... it's like a bone that yeah. squirts stuff. Yeah, it's like a snake. It's bag. a hypodermic oh, okay. bone dagger. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that, actually, yeah, that was the name I had for it: hypodermic bone dagger. Um, I drop the four hundred gold on the table, and thank you, thank you. I take my dagger and I put it in my hilt. Three hundred. You Thank-y-bye. only he brought it down to four. Oh right. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You perfect. did haggle me. I'm just communicating telepathically. And perfect. <laughs> my my notes. All right. No, so you pay the money. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, with whatever I owe him, it's paid. <laughs> um, um, so mark the 300 perfect. off. And you go off to get your 
or you're looking and you ask around for somebody to do your hair. Everyone compliments you on your baldness and says you're very brave. Um, <laughs> do you still want to go with, through with this? Yes. Everyone sighs around you. And they point you to the hairdresser in Poker Rock that could have the magic for this. Uh, it's actually also Goldilocks, the store. <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> you walk in and you see it's split in half. The left half is a locksmith and the other half is a Goldilocks hair salon. Um, you can see Zippy's at the counter purchasing, uh, or trying to figure out if he can put a lock on the doorknob, magic doorknob he has. Yeah, so I would, I would like to know if a lock could go on this so I can keep people out. It's probably a bit unconventional considering it's a magic item, but I'd really like to know, please. I hear you're the best in town. Yes, I, yes, I am. I'm the best in town. I'm Boof, and I'm a good locksmith, and I could tell you that, uh... Any magical doorknob could get a lock on it. You want me to fix one up? I could slap it in. Uh, yeah, but I want I want like a really good lock, please. Winchester T eight hundred, huh? Oh, I fancy yeah, I myself that. a lock like that myself. I use it on all my doors. Yeah, I've seen a couple of doors like that myself. You see, I'm I'm pretty much a, a lock expert uh, myself. Oh, well, then why haven't you done this already? You see, I, I don't carry much inventory when I'm on my travels. Mm, wise man. Don't don't yeah. don't make it hard keep, on yourself. Keep your locks at home behind your locked locks. Oh, do you mind if I use that <laughs> for my <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes. Although you. if this is your home, I don't know if you travel much. Um yes, it is my home. Uh okay, that'll be two fifty. I think that should be no problem. It's not a problem. You can mine it total. <laughs> Uh, okay. and the locksmith goes to work putting a lock onto your, the door handle, but he freezes for a moment while he's working that because the bald man, uh, Darren came in and it's so strikingly beautiful to him personally. A lot of dwarves are, are bald. <laughs> Everyone in this town is pretty much a dwarf and they're all mostly balding and they all think it's a sign of respect when somebody is completely hairless, even though a lot of them just have huge beards. Uh, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. I need hair, please. Oh, next door. Bad choice, though. <laughs> and you walk over to the right side, and you see uh, two ladies there, and they're like, oh, what can I do for you? Um, I had an unfortunate magical accident, and I need to grow my hair. Yeah, back, I know. Please. Look at his face. Yeah, look at his face. It's the, brutal. Ex- oh, man. Excuse I me? Fire- Firebolts to the face. <laughs> Not a thing. I can fix it up for you real quick, though. Yeah, it's, she's the I'm, best in town. It's just my hair that fell out. What? Just my hair but it's fell so, out. But it's so smooth. Y- yes, and I would like to grow it back, please. But why? <sighs> do you do you interrogate all of your customers? Yes, usually. We just gab and gab and gab. I'm an elf. I'm an Eladrin. And it's more of a respectable thing for Eladrin to have their long hair. Short hair is not really in our culture. And while I don't always necessarily agree with my culture in some parts of it, this is one I've taken a little more to heart. And it would mean a lot to me if I could get it back. All right. Well, we'll do it. Fine. (laughs) Thank you. 
Even though this is one of the cardinal sins of hairdressers is to grow hair. We usually cut it. But okay. Uh, you can take a seat over there. And you take a seat. And it looks just like, you know, <laughs> a regular hairdresser uh, area. And um, you sit down and uh, there's uh, a human sitting next to you and he has a bowl cut. And he just looks at you and he's like, Oh, good day. Uh, what are you in here for? I'm uh, getting a hair growth. I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't really call it a haircut. Um, I I don't really know what what do you call this procedure? Um, we just call it a transplant. <laughs> we we yeah we just call it a transplant. We're gonna take somebody else's hair and put it on your head. I'm kidding. We're gonna grow it with a spell. Oh good. Um, I'm getting a hair transplant. Ah yeah. What, you should get one like mine, a bowl cut. I will ah. take that under advisement. It's very good. Mm-hmm, very good. Um, yeah! I'm not familiar with your dialect. Are you Are you from Poker Rock? No, 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 no. I'm from Manasnow. I'm from Manasnow, the winter place. It's very good down there. It's very good schnitzel. And it's very good food. It's it's all snow though. It's it's very wintry place. Is that very far north or very far south? Very far south. Very far southeast. Oh, interesting. I've never made it that far that down direction. If I if I make it down there, where should I go? Tamana snow. The the capital. It's very good. It's very. It's they have beer. They have schnitzel. They have they have everything. It's very good and it's very cold. Um, That's why I came up here for warmth. It, this is kind of like our world's Florida. Oh, <laughs> I uh, well, I'm always uh, I'm always excited for some good beer. I could be into that for at least a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should go now, though. The the I just heard word that Felix is down there. It's very <gasps> cool. He's what? A legendary man. Wait, I'm, I don't know if you've heard about him. Sorry, you mean Felix, like the. The treasure hunter Felix? Yeah, yeah, the greeter. Yeah, yeah. Is currently in Monosnow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He just, he, well, actually, it, well, I don't know if he's still there. Um, it was a couple months ago when I left, but I assume he's still there. I don't, I kind of, when I turn around from the world, everything disappears, and I just assume everything stays the same. A couple months. It took me about uh, uh, eight months to travel here, but uh, when, oh. I, when I left, he was there. Well, that's... I- I can't think that he would be there now, Why not? eight months, but... I stayed in Manasnow my whole life. <laughs> Never leave. Uh, you're right. He could very well still be there. It's not uh, impossible, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ask him how far long it takes for the crow to fly. How long does it take for a crow to fly? Who said that? Who told you to say that? Uh, no, Who told no you one. to say those things to me? It was uh, nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, you uh, are not allowed in manners. No, you are hereby banned. Finish my bowl cut yeah. trim, please. I need to get away from this man. <laughs> could you could you please answer my question though before before then? No, that is incredibly racist. What? Almost as bad as my accent. That question. Oh, okay. Um. Wait, did you ask a question before you said this thing? The, about the crow? Oh, don't even start! Here is my gold, I throw it in the air, and I leave with an unfinished bowl cat. Oh, that's, that's probably one of the best things I've seen all day. 
Oh, hello, Fuzzy Bunny. Good day to you. Ah, bye-bye. Hey, hey. Okay. Wow, Connor, you really messed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, the ladies are like, "All right, what kind of what kind of hands do you want? What do you want? Something long, flowy? Do you want something like a pompadour?" And you hear a little voice inside your bag be like, "Pompadour, pompadour, pompadour." Dragon wants the pompadour Stop. since we um, can match him. Long and flowing, please. Wow, very talkative, very specific. Look, I just, um, am, right. I'm just really eager to get it back. All right, I, I just, just please, uh, just do the spell, whatever it takes. You fly up, and what? Your hair is white, long, and flowing because you're currently in your winter season, and you're back to regular Darian with regular hair. <sighs> As he sits down and lands in the chair, I'm assuming after floating around like. Fiona from Shrek. Um, it was beautiful. Having his hair back, he feels way more like calm and and better, and he transitions back to spring. And your hair goes to blonde, and the hairdresser goes, "Ew, hair." <laughs> yeah, this is really a step back. Do you sure I could cut it back off? No, it's okay. It's good. How much? How much was it? Um, ten gold. Oh, perfect. I put the 10 gold down. All right. Wait, so whenever he changes color, his hair changes? Yep. Yeah. Like, that's... It that's wasn't a like th- that before, was it? Like, when yeah. he changed red? No, it's always been like that. We just never mentioned it. Yeah. It's just behind the scenes. Oh. All right. Okay. Um, so, you leave the store with your hair and your dagger, and uh, Zippy, you leave with a newly magical doorknob with a lock on it. And a key. You got a key for it as well. I don't need this. Um, I throw it down the grate. I'm a block pick net picker. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Scratch that. Uh, I was going to say, okay, sure. <laughs> um, okay, so you can add those to your inventory, the dagger in that, and also you can add your hair to your inventory. Um, <laughs> yeah, is it a wig he wears? You use what? <laughs> is it a wig he wears? I just got a weave. No. It's just a weave. Yeah, you just, you just got a bob. <laughs> All right, Norman. You have ventured in and taken the uh, basically a subway into the heart of Pokerock, specifically the Tatara Forge. You get off and you hear kind of a voice announcement system go over the subway and it's like, now arriving at Tatara Forge. Now arriving at Tatara Forge. Get off now. This is the end of the line. We will be riding back to Pokerock momentarily. And the doors on the side swing open. Wow, okay, I get out. I mean, like, does momentarily mean it's leaving, like, in, like, a minute, or do I have, like, a few minutes? Like, I have enough time to look around? You got, like, ten minutes before it leaves, and, and another one's going to be coming in, like, you know, half an hour. They okay. come pretty regularly. Okay, okay. Um, I go, I I leave the subway. All right. Uh, You walk out. And there's only a few people, not many people ride it all the way to the forge, but you just see a lot of dwarves covered in, like, coal and dust, and, and they look like just they've been working down here in the forge. Uh, and you can actually, as soon as you step out, you feel the heat. It's very hot. It's not unbearable, but it feels hotter than, uh, well, the rest of Poker Rock that you were in. Mm. Um, okay. So you walk off the platform and go up a certain set of stairs, and you kind of get into a cooler 
nicer room, uh, and it's a gift shop. It's a Tatara Forge gift shop. Okay. I... You see lots of stuffed forges. <laughs> Do you see a T-shirt that says, I've been to the Tatara Forge, and the genie didn't grant my wish? Um, and you can see, yeah, there's, like, mugs. Um, there's a lot of, like, keychains with names on them, but they're all dwarven names, so Normandy, you look, there's no there's no Normandy tag. Classic. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Is that it? And okay. and uh, you just see one cashier lady, and you see an exit that leads on uh, basically out to this dome-like uh, arena. Okay, I buy a T-shirt, that's the one that says, I've been to the Totara Forge and back, or, and... Um... And the genie didn't grant my wish. Five dollars. I mean, gold. Okay, I pay the five gold. And what else was that? What was the first thing you said? Was it? Um... Oh, there's a stuffed animal Tatara Forge. It just looks like a regular forge, but it's a plushie. Like, is there like a small one with a string that I could hang on like a rear view mirror? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. I'm gonna Even get that. There's no cars popularized in this world. Yeah, there's some. I'm gonna get that. It's like fuzzy dice, but it's a fuzzy forge. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's going to be in total eight gold. Okay, sweet. I pay it, and I talk to the lady at the, the cashier, and I say, uh, thanks for these. Um, what's in that dome ahead? Is that the forge itself? Yeah, um, that is, um, that's the forge. That's the Tara Forge. Is it public access? Can anyone go up there? No, but you can look through the glass in the observing deck and look down at it, and you can see the workers making weapons and stuff. And I, I'm sorry, I do a terrible female voice. So you need to be a miner to to go in there. Mm-hmm. You need special access, but you can look and see it. Uh, sure. Thank you so much. I I appreciate the information. Uh, you leave out into like the arena, and you can see there's a large glass wall. And there's like a pillar of smoke that rises through it. And you get to a point where just even the floor is glass. It's 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 like just an observation deck. And you look down and you can see just this white hot flame coming down there. And um and you can see lots of dwarves in like these very special armor, like pouring stuff in and moving metal towards it. Um, but you look down, you just see this large, just, it's hard to make it out with all the steam and, and everything, but you can see just the outline of a forge and it looks massive down below you. It's am I able, below you. am I able to use thaumaturgy to blow some of that wind away for a better look? Uh, sure. Yeah. It, it kind of clears the smoke kind of moves to the side just for a bit and you can see just down there, it's just a huge forge. You can see it clear and there's a lot of workers going around it. You don't see anything in the middle of the forge or the fire because you're kind of looking down on it. But, um, yeah. And so um, I guess, can I tell, like, like Normandy looking at this is wondering, like, without that armor that they're wearing, is it too hot to be in there? Like, would you die? Yeah. You, you can kind of just intuit that even just the heat you're feeling being on this observation deck, you're like, you know, if this protective kind of walls weren't around me i would be frying alive okay i want to i want to use my amulet of detect thoughts and i want to focus it if i can towards the center of the forge i'm looking for tutara the afridi spirit 
Okay. You use the detect thoughts amulet and you direct it towards the forge. And all you hear is just it's it's like clouding your head a little bit, but all you hear is just a, a tired voice just being like just they're not even really thinking or thoughts aren't really getting processed but you can just feel the tiredness and and any thoughts they do have are far and few between and they're very brief i i missed the first train and i just stare into the flames for the next half hour okay you stare into it and it's kind of mesmerizing and beautiful, uh, but nothing else happens. Just workers come and go. And you get on the train back. And you all meet back at Aesop's workshop. And he turns to you all and says, Ooh, all right. Uh, so the repairs are done. And you can see a huge advertisement on the side of the, of the sparrow now. And uh, uh, it's just like kind of a painted really bad drawing of Aesop doing a thumbs up and it says Aesop's airships buy at poker rock. Um, and he's like, and yeah, as you can see, there's the ad and, uh, the sparrow nameplates up top in the helms and, uh, should be good. Good to go. Aesop, are you coming with us? Or will you, you be staying behind? No, no, no. I'll, I'll have to stay behind. I, well, I'm all the business I'm going to get from this. I'm going to have to be working like a bee. Right. Um, in your spare time, do me a favor and crunch some numbers on um, how much gold you'd need to design um, some cannons on there. Will do, yeah. Come by. I'll, I'll miss the old girl. I want to visit. and uh, Yeah, I can definitely get upgrades if you come back again. We'll bring it to you safely. We promise. Thank you. And take good care of her. I give him a fist bump. I hold my fist up. Uh, and you bump his fist. And the last thing, as you guys are boarding, he's like, oh, and by the way, tell Gilbert I say hello and and that I miss him and he should visit. Ooh, okay. We will. All right. Anything else you guys want to do? Are you ready to take off? Uh, I'm ready to go if everybody else is. Yeah, same. Let's go. All right. The engines start purring and you see the doors on the side of the wall of his workshop open up like they once did and you soar out and you take a left and you stabilize above poker rock and you can see all the lands around you where would you like to go wow what an open question should we pick up the rest of our crew back in orem and then head down to Leek's Garden. That's currently the only lead we have on this notebook. Yes. I kind of idly finger the ring of communication on my hand and I say, By the way, I wonder how Felix is doing. You know, we never really touched base with him. Anyways, uh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I think we should go to Orb and pick everyone up. Well, I overheard in a conversation that apparently he was down in Monosnow. What? Oh my no. gosh! You'd think you would have mentioned that. Oh wow, that's an amazing it was, development. It was eight months ago, so I, it's probably long since he's long since gone. I mean, that's another place we can stop by if we want to investigate elsewhere. But I think we should start with Leek's garden. At least that's my vote. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I agree. After we pick everyone else up from Orem, right? Of course. Zippy, what do you think? I don't care as long as I get to fly this ship. <laughs> and everyone can see that I fly this ship. Well, then let's go to Orem. All right. Back to the mansion. So, Zippy, you spin the wheel. I crank the, the lever. Boat. You know which one. Which... You know. Which one. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see there's a bathroom on board. Uh, and you just see the, the waste gets uh, kind of. <laughs> kind of released <laughs> it's like the septic tank of the, of the whole we're still thing. we're still over poke rock and you could just see there is now just a huge shit stain on the side of this poke rock <laughs> oh <my> mountain <laughs> <laughs> oops um i know what i'm doing uh and I, I i pull a familiar lever you pull the speed up lever <laughs> and you start heading off to the mansion and uh the, all the while, Darian and Norman, do you want to train the bow? Oh, man, yeah. that'd be sweet if I can. So you guys are just on the top deck, and, you know, you ha- you're not shooting arrows, but Darian's showing you, you know, efficient ways to uh, pull the string back and everything, uh, Norman. Uh, and all the while, you're taking this nice, calm flight. It's about an hour back to the mansion. All of a sudden, you finally spot... Uh, the mansion and where it should be and you see smoke (gasps) no what and the mansion is on fire no what we're gonna take a break there (laughs) oh my god Hello, everybody. Uh, it is Seth here, and uh, there's a, there's a fire going on. Oof, man, what a what a cliffhanger! But don't worry, we're gonna get right back to the action in like literally probably two minutes. Let me get through this first. We gotta do the mid roll announcements. First up, I want to thank our newest patrons on Patreon, uh, Caleb and Randy. Thank you so much for all the support. Honestly. Uh, any any financial way you guys help us out, it, it means the world to us and it helps us really improve the quality of our show. For example, this mic I'm recording with right now is a new mic that I got because of your help and support and for all the fans listening as well. The larger we get, the better we get. So thank you so much for your support. And if anybody else wants to become a patron, we have kind of reward tiers and stuff there that you can check out. Uh, it's just on Patreon. It's cheaper by the dungeon. Other than that, if you want to support us, you could throw us a rating on iTunes. It takes five seconds, and it helps loads. Honestly, it is one of the best ways to grow a podcast is by getting those ratings. So if you can spare 30 seconds of your time, hop over to iTunes, Cheaper by the Dungeon. Give us a five stars, because I'm not taking those ones. Unless you truly think I deserve it, or we deserve it. Uh, Then I will take it, uh, print it out. And and post it on my wall, and feel ashamed. So <laughs> please don't. Um, other than that, you could just follow us on Twitter, retweet our stuff, or you know just listen. Listening helps us a ton too. Just just lets us know that we have fans out there and uh, that we're growing every day. Um, other than that, let me let you know when the next episode is coming out. Oh man, you know, every time I say this, I always forget to prep the calendar on my computer. Okay, it's going to be coming out August 
20th. Episode 5 of Season 2, August 20th. Trust me, uh, I think it's going to be a good one. But enough of that. Uh, let's get back to the episode, because I've been taking up too much of your time. Anyways, thank you so much for listening and all the support, everybody. Uh, we really appreciate it, and we will see you in another two weeks. And, oh yeah, by the way, we're probably going to have a special one-year thing coming up, too. So keep an eye out for that. Thanks, everybody. Hey everybody, we are back and we are about to get serious. So you guys are flying and you're heading back to the mansion to pick up your crew, to get Gilbert, to move on, to follow the path that this grand treasure piano key clue that you have is leading you and to get the book that you found in the first grand treasure room deciphered. And you're going back to get Gilbert, maybe Paige and Marley, Maybe Blackjack and Yogurt, and maybe the two butlers, Joey and James. As well as your horses, Tea Leaf, Denmark, and Clop- and Longface Cloppy Hooves. But the mansion below you is on fire. And it's you can see the smoke is billowing and and the fire is raging. It's it's somewhat on the outside, but it's mostly contained inside currently. What would you like to do? You're currently flying above. Zippy, take us down there right now. How long have we traveled for? About an hour. The sun is starting to set as well. So we've had a short rest. Yes, you've had a short rest. You are currently circling the smoke cloud, um, and you see the mansions on fire below. You can see, actually, your three horses who are tied up outside and still tied up are freaking out. Zippy, take us down. All right. Uh, what? A, oh my goodness! I hope they're all okay. Well, maybe not. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paige. I was gonna say maybe not all of them, but then. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I bring it down. Where are you gonna land it? Uh, I guess the roof's probably not sturdy enough since it's on fire. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, far enough that any danger of spreading flames wouldn't. But if someone wants to, like, jump down or something, yeah, using a rope or something to get there quicker. Sure. Uh, you... I can hover Do you guys want to throw ropes over the side, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll, totally I'll do that. For sure. Alright. Norman and Darian throw ropes over the side and start rappelling down. Zip, you got it? Uh, yep. Okay. Sorry, Seth. I'm just in, I'm just in it. Keep going. Yeah, I know. You slide down the rope. It doesn't reach all the way to the ground, though. Uh, you have about a 30-foot drop uh, left. Uh, but you can kind of jump onto a nearby tree and make your way down. So you both do that and land on the ground in front of the mansion. Zippy, you bring the ship down outside the mansion further no. away, kind of near the stable where the horses are, uh, and you land it. No, I don't. I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, you don't? No. What do you what do you want to do then? I want to hover over it, like keep hovering over it. Okay, but then I want to do something. But you can come to me when you want. You, you sure? <laughs> yeah, I can do it right now if you want. If I'm allowed to. Well, yeah. So they've landed on the ground. Yes. Okay. Uh, then while we're still hovering, I don't know. Can I keep this in neutral or something? Like, can I keep it like? 
like hover mode. Yeah, you can kind of close off the pipes and let it coast. Hover. Like, like you can, you can make it kind of hover. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I. This is an amazing airship. <laughs> uh, I'm right over the hose. Can I put? Even though it'll be a little foggy, can I position position myself over the the flames? Uh, sure. I jump into the flame. I kill myself. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Goodbye, you losers. The uh, smoke is billowing around the ship. Okay, uh, I grab my bucket. And you know all that water I kept inside the bucket? From the geyser and the lake that the fish was in and everything? I dump oh, it. Oh, no. I dump it over the house. Wow. You can, you can just you can just imagine one of those like huge huge army cargo planes filled with water and that's me right now. But the size okay. of a bucket? <laughs> well no, I there's a lot of water in this. It could be a lake full of water. So this is the scene. Norman and Darian have landed. And we'll get to your bucket drop in a second. And you two land. Do you want to rush right into the house? Uh, uh yeah. The the horses are tied up right outside, right? Yeah, they're they're a ways off, kind of near like an outside stable, outside like the gates of the mansion and stuff. <clears throat> Hold on, before oh before... they're not at the burning house. No. Oh, how far away are we yeah. from the burning house? You landed right in the front yard, and you're about fifteen feet from the front door. Okay, I'm gonna put my hand on Darren's shoulder so he doesn't rush in. I'm gonna say one moment, and I'm gonna use the amulet of detect thoughts again, um, and I'm gonna. See if I can sense thoughts coming from inside the house. Okay. You try to sense thoughts. You hear static. You hear surface level of Gilbert being like, don't kill me, don't kill me. You hear Marley and Paige's thoughts just kind of crying. You also hear Bradley's thoughts, and he's crying as well. <laughs> you hear, you hear um, Gilbert's thoughts, and you hear James's thoughts. Uh, and you hear one other person's thoughts who is very familiar to you, Norman. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're going to rip, rip it all. And then we're going to find Norman. And then we're going to kill him, too. And that's his thir- surface level thoughts. And you guys, are you going to run into the mansion or what are you going to do? I'm going to I'm going to quickly turn to Darian. And I'm going to say. I just uh, like I'm, I'm. I'm assuming he knows that I just use the tech dots, and yes, okay. And I'm gonna say they're inside. They're they're being subdued in some way. Someone is inside who who has them under their control. We we have to be careful and cautious about this. What? How did how did they sound? The the house is on fire, Norman. We don't really have time to be slow. I know Gilbert's saying, please don't kill me, and everyone else is crying. And He's and- saying, what? I cast Zephyr Strike on myself and sprint inside. Okay. You blast through the doors. I say, good luck on your quest! And I give him a bardic inspiration, if I can. <laughs> you toss it on him. <laughs> okay. And you blast through the front doors, Darian. And you almost trip on someone on the ground. It's... Blackjack. No. I, I check if he's alive. You bend down, check his vitals, and you can tell he's dead. Damn it! And I, I keep looking throughout the house. Can I run the into house? Yeah, you run after him, and okay. you see the dead Blackjack, and you're kind of caught up. 
and you see the house is just all smoke and it's hard to see and there's fire on the stairways and everything. Um, and then the smoke kind of parts a little though and you can see through into kind of the back room kitchen uh, more to your right-ish and you see someone very familiar to you, Norman, a Shadar Kai wearing this kind of monk garb with a blue sash and they have Gilbert by the collar Uh, and Gilbert locks eyes with you guys and May Norman's sister locks eyes with Norman and they bring their fists back and punch a hole through Gilbert's chest and Gilbert coughs up blood and she removes her arm, drops him to the floor, and says, Well, that's what traitors get for challenging him. All right, Norman. You couldn't run forever. Looks like we meet at last. And they slowly start walking towards you, too. And you hear upstairs just somebody, like, banging around being like, Where are you? Where are you? And they're, like, searching around, and you can hear scuffling. And all of a sudden, swoosh, water comes down <laughs> and floods the whole freaking house. Everybody roll a d20, because that was some freaking magical water in there, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> are we adding anything oh, to that? Gosh. That. Is just roll the d20. Okay down there. <laughs> I rolled a fourteen. Uh, I rolled a four. Okay, sorry guys. I got a. I did not think the wild magic thing was coming up. I got to pull up the table. I have. Oh my gosh. You got a fourteen. You got a four. Um. Okay, uh, Darian. Some flies start buzzing around your head, and they're kind of distracting you a little bit. Um. What did you get a four? He did. Yeah. I got a fourteen. Yeah. You got a 14, right. And uh, you um, uh, you can't smell anything. I cannot smell <laughs> the burning flesh of Blackjack. Okay. And, well, uh, in the immediate vicinity is May. And, um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, her, her intelligence is decreased by two for one minute, so... She just all of a sudden like uh, uh, she's Zippy, talking yes. a little dumber. Zippy, you saved us. And all the fire is mostly put out. There's still some cinders and stuff. It was a lot of water. It was like a geyser's full. It kind of like dumped, but there's still some fire still going. But you know, it put out a good chunk of it. But there's still smoke and everything. There's more smoke piling now. Um, but yeah, you you did that, and May got kind of pushed against the wall and. Darian and uh, Norman also got kind of pushed against another wall in the house with the just force of the water dropping. Okay. What would you like to do, Norman? I, wow. I look at the flame and the water, and I say, I'm not running anymore, May. Good. And I just, I run at her, and I draw my sword. Yeah. Well, I didn't think we would end this civilly, and I do want your he- he- head 
Why am I talking weird? All right. And then you're going to swing your sword? Look at me, May. Does it look like I'm running to you? And I draw my sword. And I pull my medallion off so that it's in my left hand. And I say... She... Yeah, okay, yeah, good. She coughs up some water, looks at you and says, I've been waiting a long time for this day. Come at me, Norman. And then she runs at you. One quick thing, what we heard, there was the noise up, like, upstairs for the other... Like, we heard everyone else is hiding upstairs, sorry. That's what we kind of overheard. Uh, well, you don't know. You just heard some bashing and you just heard, uh... Cornelius, Norman's brother, uh, making some noise. Okay, if me, if she's running at me, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple steps to meet her, and I'm just gonna say behind me to Darian, I'm gonna say, "Go stop Cornelius upstairs." As after he says that, I'm gonna grab the walkie rocky and uh, radio zippy and say, "Good assist on the water zip. I need you to lower the ship to the top floor of the house. We got some bad people in here." Oh, bad mama jammas, eh? Uh, we're used to those. And then I'm going to uh, try and run past May, who's encountering Norman in some capacity. <laughs> well, I don't think you need to pass her to go up the stairs. Yeah, Zephyr Strike is still active, so I, like, dart past. Okay. Is everyone okay in there? No, they're not. Things are bad. Blackjack's dead. So's Gilbert. We gotta get everyone else out of here. Okay. You dart up the stairs, Darian, and you see uh, an apeling just tearing up Zippy's bed in his room. In his pile of gravel rocks, he's like already thrown over to the side. <laughs> yeah, what the heck? Everything. It's it's. It looks like a mess, but he's like bashing in the closet doors. Uh, and then he turns and sees you, and he's like, "Oh, who are you? More of Norman's friends?" And then cut down to. Norman and May. You said you were going to take steps to meet her? Yeah. Are you going to swing your sword or no? I am readying myself to see what she does. Alright, she runs at you. You can see she slides across the water on the planks and she's holding her fist back and then you can see some air building in front of it and then she just lunges her arm forward. She's not close enough to punch you, like, physically but compressed air seems to shoot out from her fist and it hits you, Norman. And you take... Normandy, what are you doing? <laughs> You're gonna die! I'm buying I'm everyone sorry, time! You take 16 damage and you oh. get kind of blasted back and you're sliding on the floor. Okay. I am barely standing. I slide... Like, do I slide anime style? Like, still standing? Yeah. Oh, that's so sick. Okay. I'm going to hit her with Hellish Rebuke as a reaction. All right, go for it. I'm going to say, two can play at this game, May. And it's 2d8. No, sorry, 2d10. And they get to make a dexterity saving throw. To half it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 13. And that's the damage? Yeah. And your DC spell save is? 15. All right. They save. Okay. The flames go around May, but are quickly distinguished by the air that is kind of surrounding her. Uh, She seems to have a way with it. 
And you would know, Norman, that Comcloud monks are kind of naturally attuned to air and can use it for different purposes. Okay. Um, but May just laughs a little and says, Norman, you're going to have to try harder than that. Remember what Matsumura taught you? Oh, wait, you weren't in those classes, were you? Reading books all day. Well, I don't think he would like to have you as a successor. So let's end your line here. And she's charging you again. We're going to cut to Zippy. What are you doing? Uh, uh, oh, jeez. I, I fly the ship over to the mountains. I need to get out of here. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I would never do that. Um, I lower the ship to the uh, attic window, uh, the highest floor window. I imagine sure. that Darian would do think the same thing. Me and him. We kind of, we kind of, we gotta have a good inkling about these sort of things. We were firemen in another life. <laughs> that new Fire Force anime—that was basically us. I uh, yeah, I do that. I uh, lower this ship, to, uh, ready to bring on passengers for our new Airbnb. All right, you slide down, um, and you bring it up to the window on the second floor, kind of the one that actually. Uh, uh, the Dragon Slayer Dumas was hanging out of uh, when he was on on guard, and that's going to be yours. And we're going to kind of transition now into full on combat. So if everybody could roll initiative, oh boy, freaking unbelievable! All um, right, what'd you guys get? Fourteen again for me. Eleven. Thirteen. Okay. First up is May again. Oh, oh, no. May sees you looking kind of bloodied, Norman, and she slowly walks up, uh, and she positions herself uh, and takes kind of a sumo stance. She spreads her legs wide and puts her fists at her side, and she just says, You're not going to like this one one bit, Norman. Ready? Whoa! Oh, wait, wait, wait. And then <laughs> Can I talk you... <laughs> to her? <laughs> Can I talk to her? She's about to punch. What do you want to say? I'm, uh, I'm going to say, if you kill me, you'll never know what he wanted you to know. Uh, persuasion check, real quick. Modified 20. Oh. She hesitates. What are you? He didn't say anything to you on his deathbed. Uh, no. And you can see kind of her calmness is a little wavering, which is a little rare. But she still attacks, but not as strong. And she just punches once and punches twice, and these two just boom, like airwaves from a distance come flying at you uh, as a ranged attack. Oh, man. Okay. All right. We're going to see if they hit. DC 14. I mean, AC 14. One of them hits, and one goes flying by your head and just cracks into the wall behind you and leaves just a dent. Like, you can see it just form out of nowhere. But the one hits you square in the chest again. Um, and it does. 11 damage. And you slide back anime style once more. And she just slowly keeps walking towards you. Okay, cut to Cornelius and Darian up top. We see the apeling wearing the same monk garb as May downstairs turns to you and is going to just take 
their fists and just jump at you, and it's going to sock you one right in the mouth, and we're going to see if they hit. What's your AC, Darian? 14. They go to sock you one in the mouth, and they slide by, and it misses your chin. You, you take a step back, and they kind of crouch on the floor, and the air, compressed air from their fists also makes a dent in the floorboards. But they have an extra attack, and they come with an uppercut, and they're going to see if they can hit you again, and they don't. But a blast of air goes and breaks the weak ceiling from the fire, and some ashes and, and, and wood comes crumbling down on you two. Um, but that is Cornelius's turn. Back to Norman. Okay. I sink to my knee, and if I can do some artistic flair here, I'm going to say... If I die, the secrets of these tattoos die with me. And I pass out. Like, willingly pass out? I'm at zero health. Oh, you were at zero health. Okay. Wait, you only have 26 health? No, I was only at 11. I mean, I was only at 18 health before the fight started. I thought we did a short rest. I did. I rolled. I only got a two. Uh, And Norman, you collapse and pass out. And the last thing you see is May walking towards you. Cut back. It's Zippy's turn. You're on the boat. You can see inside the house there's a room and and there's still some smoke coming out. But what would you like to do? Oh, jeez. I hope everyone's okay in there. But I can't really just leave the ship. We just got it and we need it for our adventures. I try radioing... uh... Uh, Darian. Um, do you need me to come down here? Or would you, should I wait on, wait on the ship and make sure it's steady for everyone? Um, <clears throat> so Darian has just finished dodging the two attacks and watched the air shockwave explode. And you see him, he pulls out the walkie-rockie and goes, oh, I'm a little preoccupied. I'm sending everybody up in a minute, but I don't know how Norman's doing. And that's pretty much all I can say in six seconds. Uh, I don't know. I think <clears throat> logically it makes the most sense for me to wait. Like, I don't think I'm being a dick by doing that. I think I this ship means a lot to us. I it, I mean, it makes it makes sense. It totally does. You see a phantom of Norman pass you by as he rises to the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I I, I can't play that game right. I don't know that Normandy's in that condition. Right. Totally. Yeah. Um, you see Zippy in the top floor window in the room that it goes into. You see a little bit closer as you walk to the edge of the boat. You see that there is uh, now like coughing and very close to being unconscious. Yogurt and James holding a closet door shut. And you actually see oh, on the geez. floor in that room, Joey, the butler, is is just unconscious. Oh, I love me some player agency. Um. <laughs> uh. Okay. Um. DM. That magic carpet that I got. Does that? Uh. It, it's like. It's like sentient, right? I can ask it to do things. I don't have to like. Yep. Yeah. You just have to use the command word. Okay. Um. It can only, yeah, but it it can't like at- attack or something like that. You know. What I mean? No, it doesn't. It's not. What I, yeah. Uh. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna use a. 
third level spell and uh, lower my ship down closer to the window. Use a third level spell to summon a um, dog. And, you know, the woman that has, like, the beer can on its, like, St. Bernard. Yeah, St. Bernard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to summon it into that room where I can see, like, everyone's struggling to cl- close the door. And I'm going to ha- summon it in there and have it, like, bark towards the window to get their attention. So the flying magic carpet goes out and it kind of starts making a bridge or it's just outside the window to ready to take on passengers to transport them. And a St. Bernard materializes in the room. And it actually has the toilet paper thing around its neck, too. You didn't, it just came with that. But um, so a St. Bernard materializes in the room. And uh, James and Yogurt are like, get away. No, no, it's evil. And Yogurt's like, maybe not. I've never, I've never met a mean pup. But this could be the first. And you just see the dog go like, bark, bark. Uh, and and they're like, oh, it's good. <laughs> and then it headbutts the window <laughs> and smashes through. And it kind of barks, gesturing them to like get to the carpet. Uh, and Yogurt turns to James and says, I think it's trying to help us. This might be our saving grace. Let's get the kids. Yes. I think, I think the carpet can only hold one person at a time, though. It can hold about, like, I think I said, like, 150 or 130, like, pounds. Right, right. Um, but they open the closet doors, and you see Marley, Paige, and Bradley are all huddled together. And Bradley's holding real tight to Paige. <laughs> and uh, uh, Yogurt's like, okay, come on! And James and them, uh, they bring the kids up, and they're, like, crying, and they're kind of, like, scared, and they're like, be quiet, be quiet. And they put them on the carpet, and all three are, like, enough, they're light enough to be transported over, and they see you, and they're like... Oh, Zippy! Zippy! And they come off onto the boat, uh, and and they're saved. Uh, and the magic carpet goes back and gets James and Yogurt as well. So they're all out and on the boat. Is everyone okay? What happened? <sighs> Zippy, we got attacked. Two, two people came in and just lit fire and started going to town. It seemed like they knew Gilbert or, or something, or they were coming for him. I don't know. But then the other one... Yeah, the other one mentioned mentioned Norman's name. I don't know what's going on. Where's Norman? Blackjack? I, I'm i not sure. I heard he wasn't well. Oh, Zip, you gotta go. I gotta come with you. We gotta go in there. It's pretty dangerous. I'm not sure. Darian said he's kind of in, cut in the middle. I think Normandy, we haven't heard much from him. I. We have to keep everyone safe, though. Yeah, but we gotta help them. It's no use being safe if, if, if all of our friends die. Seth, we talked about this. Why are you making this so difficult? (laughs) 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 We just said it was okay. We just said it was okay for me to stay on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) I did a good thing. I got everyone on the boat. (laughs) Zippy, if 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 you're not going in, then I'll start that don't And yogurt jumps (laughs) into the house. Darian, it is your turn. You have just dodged the two attacks, and Cornelius okay. is just before you. Okay, I'm going to um, bonus action, activate my cloak, and so you see this kind of like metallic chain cloak wrapper on my body, so it's kind of like a metal Mario, metal Darian, who's <laughs> standing there, 
And with Zephyr's Strike still charged, uh, I'm going to swing uh, my sword and I want to try and use the force damage coming off of the Zephyr Strike to kind of launch um, Cornelius out uh, the window of Zippy's room. Okay. Roll the hit. Okay, come on. You have inspiration. That's 23. Darian, you hit. Okay, um, so it's only my regular switch, though, so it's not crazy damage. It's just this. Um, Okay, that's 7. And then I get an extra 1d8 from force damage. That's a 1 plus uh, 3, so that's uh, 11 damage on the first swing. They get blasted out into the open yard and they are through the window and they take all that damage. What was it again? Well, it was uh, 11 just from the first swing. And they are down on the first floor in the backyard now. Uh, Do you want to jump down and attack them again, I guess? Uh, No, actually. Um, Seeing that he's kind of been, like, knocked out, I'm knocked back. I'm assuming he He's prone if he got blasted out the window. Yeah, he's prone. He's prone out there. Um, I'm going to start running and kind of yelling around the top floor uh, and say, If anybody's still in here, head to the top floor. I don't I don't know where you are, but Zippy's waiting with the ship. And then I'm going to pull out my walkie-rockie and say, Zip, let me know if everybody's there. I'm going to go check on Norman. Um, everyone, Everyone's here, but uh, but um, Yoka jumped down to go check on Blackjack, guy. Right? I think I don't know. I I think he's worried about him. I told him he wasn't well. Zip, you need to stop him. He's already gone. Darian, as Zippy says that, you see Yogurt running past your room and down to the main floor. I use the rest of my movement on my turn, uh, and I go uh, sprinting after him. All right, knock him out or something. Get him. We cut back to May. It's May at the top of the order. And they walk up above an unconscious Norman D. And they bend down and they whisper in his ear, Don't worry, Norman. It was meant to be this way. You killed Master Matsumura. And now I will avenge him. And she stands up positions herself and reaches her arms back and starts to hit you. Oh my god. Your unconscious body. Um, oh my god. So each hit that lands is uh, a death, like a, a failed saving throw, basically? Yes. Perfect. Oh gosh. Bye guys. Oh executed. my god. So no. hit number one. Is gonna be. You know what this is damage. like. This is like when your girlfriend has already told you that she's breaking up with you, and then you sit there and she begins to list you the reasons why. It's like <laughs> I, I, I already know what's gonna happen. You don't need to go into detail. I'm sorry. Damage? I'm, I'm running. Thirteen damage. <laughs> I'm running as fast as I can. That's ten damage. <laughs> you, Darian, and yogurt are coming down the stairs and you see just in the lobby 
May is standing over Norman and just goes, doom, 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 and just is punching his body and it's convulsing. I want to dive. See. I want to dive on top of his body. Can you do that? She's still in her turn. She's still in her turn. Oh no! And you see, after the third hit, and there's kind of like smoking air, and you can feel just the air rushes for each hit. It's like it's like a blast, and you can see she raises her fist out of Norman's chest, and you see Norman's eyes roll back. And he's dead. And May turns to you, Darian. And is ready to fight. All right. Cornelius' turn. You don't really see what's happening, but they pick themselves up. And they're running inside on on the first floor. And they get into the lobby as well. And they look up at you, Darian and Yogurt, ready to fight. Zippy, it's your turn. You're on the boat. Yes, I am, and I, I, I think I'm in the worst position of you all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even dead. <laughs> um, I console everyone, tell them it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay, everyone. Darian, Darian knows what he's doing. He's the strongest of us all. Um, Normandy, Normandy's brave too i i think we'll, we'll all be fine we'll all be fine uh i think that's i don't know i think that's all i kind of want to do on my turn i don't think i can do anything i don't I'm, i can't support them and they're too far all right then you protect the ship and the passengers darian it's your turn you see Yogurt is in front of you on the stairs, and he's kind of taken aback by what he just saw with May, what May did to Norman. And you see Norman go limp. What do you want to do? Uh, so Darian screams in anger. Uh, and under a little bit of the metal from his cloak, you see a, a, a gold flash as he transitions into summer and rages. And I turn to Yogurt and I say, run back up, get out, and get them to move the ship. And I run down uh, towards May and Norman. Okay, you do so. So Yogurt doesn't seem to listen to your things. He's just kind of frozen on the stairs. As I'm moving, I just yell again, Yogurt, now! He's in shock. Damn it. I... Uh, shit. How far is it to outside? <laughs> Where uh, is it's, the It's outside? about from your position now. It's about 20, 25 feet. And sorry, how far am I from Yogurt? Uh, you ran past him now. You're about five feet away. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to, okay, I'm going to cast Misty Step on Yogurt and send him outside. Okay. So Zippy can hopefully see him. You touch him and boop, he's fallen 
uh, and he kind of falls to his knees outside in the front yard. And Zippy, you do see him from where you're at. I then continue to run towards May. And I want to attempt to dodge her, grab Norman's body, and start run out, start running out. Like dragging she's him. Gonna, she's going to try and attack you. Okay. Connor, don't do it, man. <laughs> Nat 20. Oh, shoot. You are running to get Norman and grab him out, and May sees you running for his body, and you take... 21 damage they punch you in the side and the air compressed air blasts and you go flying into the wall and dent into it and they just look at you and say no no he's mine um can i keep moving and try again like you'd like to but you, yeah. you'll only be able to like pick him up i'll say in that case I'm uh, going to use the wind fan and try and gust of wind blast her away from Norman's body. What's the D spell save DC? Uh, it's only a 13. Okay, yeah, they beat it. And you bring out this fan and try to blow him away, but they stand their ground and may just... The whole time you've seen her, she's just been kind of blank face, but she kind of cracks a smile. It's back up to May's turn. May, okay. or do you have something else to do? I no, I it's it's too late. It would have been a retroactive thing, and I realized I just fucked up. It's fine. Okay. May turns to Cornelius. Well, you said you wanted to tear him apart. Go for it, Cornelius. You can tear Norman's body apart. I'll deal with the lizard man. <laughs> And then she starts walking towards you, slowly, Darian. And their fists start to get readied near her side, and she's going to shoot two off at you. And your AC is like 18 now? Yeah. Both of them miss, but right next to you. And she still just slowly keeps walking towards you. Now it's Cornelius' turn. And he just rubs his hands together and he's like, Oh, May, you did it! He actually came, he's here! Oh, and he's already dead. Oh, you didn't even save any for me! Oh, well. He can still hit a lifeless body the same as his regular one. And he starts moving towards Norman's body. And he stands over top of it. Talk about kicking a horse, or kicking a lion when it's down. He raises his fist. And he's like, Ooh, this one's for Master Matsumura! And then, before he punches... What? 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 The necklace, or the amulet, in Norman's hand that he was clutching onto... In his very dying moments, crumbles in his hand. And his tattoos all over his body start to go black. They're normally a teal, teal color. 
and they all go black. And Norman's normal gold skiller, uh, Norman's normal gold skin starts to go white. And uh, Cornelius is a little confused, and he's like, "What? What's going on? Whatever!" Ah! And he goes to punch, and Norman's unconscious dead body grabs Cornelius's hand. And we're gonna go to Norman's turn. Oh my god! What? Norman, you find yourself in the same fishing boat that you dreamt about, that you spoke with the dead in, and you find yourself there. But there's a current now, and it's taking you downstream. But across from you in the boat is someone very familiar. It's Mr. Matsumura. And they look at you and they say, Norman. Oh, it happened, didn't it? And you turn around and you see there's someone behind you in the boat. There's three seats, one in the front, in the middle, in the back. You turn behind you and you see this white and black figure that's got this kind of humanoid presence, but these four large horns arching off. And this black face with slits on the side where some red fire seems to be just billowing out a bit. And they say, Well, I always did have a knack for getting into trouble. Hi, Norman. It's me. Royce. And that is where we're going to end the episode. 